jump right into it, eh? Oh, yeah. <laughs> we just, uh, we don't have an intro. We don't do that. We just jump right into it, man. So, Carlito! Yeah. I got Manny across from me. <laughs> What's going on, man? We're back, baby. Double duty. We were doing yeah. double duty tonight. And we've got a very special guest, and I'll let you introduce oh our special God. guest. We got my boy John here, uh, McLennan Landscaping. Why don't do, you buddy. give us a little bit about yourself right now? My name is John. It's McLennan Landscaping Design. I've known Carl for a little while. Right. Long time. One, one second. One second. Yeah. We're missing something. Aren't we missing something here? Well, why don't you just get to it? <laughs> Carlito <laughs> wants. Uh, he, he he's always asking our guests to sing a song for our intro. Oh yeah. So is there a song that's in your head? Is there a song that was on the radio? Is there a song? It's seconds. 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 One bar. One lyric. One something. The last guy he sang for oh, a minute. an opera in <laughs> Italian. Get out of here. <laughs> yes, he did. But there's there, there's nobody outdoing it each other. It's just what, some, for some fun. We used to. Uh, I, sh- I don't know how to sing, man. I have other qualities. He's a hummer. Yeah, we bring it in. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I started like, a wimbo it, a wimbo it, a wimbo it, a wimbo it, a wimbo it. I love it. That's it. I'm fine. There we go. We got John. And let's get this party started. There we go. Now, John, tell us a lot about yourself oh i've been in the landscape industry oh over 20 years wow okay um you older than us or younger than us i don't know it depends i think He's i'm young. the oldest here still okay yeah, 20 I'm, years I'm, so I'm, right from uh, 38 so wow so right from high school I, right into digging right from high school yeah so when i got into high school i was about oh let's see 15 and my uh, stepfather wasn't my stepfather at the time, but uh, mother knew a gentleman, and he had a landscape company. And said, "You know, you should get out there, and you should really start earning your keep." So I said, "Okay, good enough." Summertime came, and that was it. He did uh, a lot of maintenance and some small construction, and that is where it started for me. Really, just fell in love with it. Every summer, I go out. He hired me back. When I got into, there was a couple years later. In high school, when I was 17, 18, I didn't do it, but I was out of the area. Okay, I had moved, some of the family moved back to Newfoundland, originally from Newfoundland. But what I did in Newfoundland, as soon as I hit college, right? I said, well, fuck, what the fuck am I going to do? You weren't cutting grass. Cutting grass. (laughs) Fuck yeah, in that rocky old place, man. And uh, the season was short, so it really didn't matter. It's not like I had to start up around here like march april doing cleanups and everything you know your, your summer really didn't start till late june early july so you're out of college at the time and then you're done by the time september hits right, right? it is just done okay so well, when i was in college i did uh heavy equipment courses um things like that so it's a little different it's a little more involved out there and i was ready to head out west so you did schooling yeah they yeah. do that did they it still help? do it absolutely it didn't yeah. help. Absolutely. Really? I was on okay. my way out, out west. I was headed to Alberta with the rest of my friends. So we this were, is your early 20s? That's right. I was about 20 years old. Okay. Right? And uh, I graduated 21. Okay? And I moved. I had seen family here in Ontario for a few years. So on my way out west, I stopped in Ontario, check it out. Well, by the time I got back to Ontario... As far as I'm concerned, the landscape industry had changed. In what way? It was bigger. It was bigger equipment. It wasn't just 
couple guys in a wheelbarrow. They had excavators. They had dump trucks, right? I mean, I had my DZ. I was ready to go. All of a sudden, instead of heading out west, I was, I was gold to these guys, right? Because all yeah. they had, you know, guys on a shovel. They didn't have, you know, DZ drivers that knew how to run the equipment, bring it out there, okay? And then get behind the shovel, start digging, you know, start taking your lumps. I mean, I was driving I a fucking dump truck. I hate shovel. <laughs> <laughs> Shovel's not so bad, but I mean, I'm, I'm driving a dump truck at, uh, you know, making 12 bucks an hour or whatever, you know what I mean? It's fucking 20 bullshit. years ago, it was pretty good. Uh, yeah, uh, got into, it was, uh, found out it was a completely different industry, right? We're earth moving, you know, we're bringing in large boulders. Just, it was magical. It was awesome. Uh, so I decided, you know what? I started looking for a job around here in Ontario. And then I said, uh, I found a guy and he had all the right equipment and everything else and started there. It was a high-end uh, company in Oakville. Worked my way up in there. Eventually I was their crew leader. stuff. I did about five years, six years, something like that. And then I was ready to head out on my own. You so. felt like you learned everything you needed? Was it straightforward? Because I don't no. think landscaping straightforward <laughs> not, at all. It's not straightforward. So I benefited greatly from this company. I was out. I learned under old world stonemasons. Like I really had an opportunity to hook up with some serious players and learn underneath them. So they had they had the old school guys there. Yeah. No, they they were rocking. It. I mean, they were an amazing company. I'll, I'll give them that. You know. There came a time when, so they, so they were a fantastic company, very demanding, right? So you're working 120 hours every two weeks, that wow. sort of deal, right? Because you got to maximize the days. Got to maximize it, right? And then that carries over into the winter and, I, you know, whatever, right? So, so you're out there. But I wanted to start a family and I didn't want to be the guy. You're 20 at this point. 21, right? And you want to start when a I family? Hired, and then I got to... Wow. So I, I was there till I was 26, 27. And then uh, I was with a girl, but we wanted to get married. I said, fuck, you know. <laughs> <laughs> well, well the, the, the problem was, is I needed to make time for her and my wedding and my family. Wow. You Plus, just really hit a certain, like, that's so important, right? But you know what I mean? When it came down to it, I said, well, fuck, I put in all these hours. Right. And I swore up and down after my college experience, I would never start up a company again. Forget it. Right. But uh, you why know is what? that? But why is that the college experience? Why? No. When I, when I was in college and, and, and I was doing, you know, my small business stuff on the side, it was, you know, it was a grind, man. Right. And you're out and consuming. You're, yeah, you, well, you're trying to get clients and everything else, and you know it was it was estimates, tough. invoices, collecting, yeah. and I and I wasn't used to that part of it. Found a girl, it's a good girl. She was uh, she was supportive, and I told her, I said, look, it's going to be long hours, this and that, but at least I can be there for the important stuff. You know, I don't have to call in and say, hey, you know, or get the gears with taking a day off or an afternoon right. off or getting out. You know, heaven forbid you leave at four o'clock, right? Like, yeah. well, you know, <laughs> forget about it. <laughs> that was my experience. I said, you know, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to start out the following year. I gave him that year. I said, this is my last year, right? I wasn't an asshole about it. 26, 27? 26, 27. So I wasn't an asshole, but I said, look, this is going to be my last year. I asked my girl to marry me. This is, this is it, 
Right. She said yes. She said yes. <laughs> <laughs> she did. We're not together anymore, but that's all good. Sometimes but those no's are a good thing. That's yeah. Yeah. So um that's a whole story. Well, John, it's a story of my life. You know, um trying to run a business and keep your relationship there, you know, it's a really hard juggle. Yeah. Um, both yeah. of them are very demanding. But I, I gotta I was, ask you yeah. I gotta ask you, John. Why did you go into landscaping? Because I'm always amazed by certain trades that choose the big toys. Mm-hmm. Like to run a landscaping business, you need to have a lot of big toys, which means a lot of overhead, which means a lot of fucking money. A lot of repairs. Mm-hmm. A lot of repairs, a lot of theft, a, a lot, lot of, of fuel. bullshit. <laughs> yeah. When you got a carpenter who shows up with his DeWalt saw and miter. Yeah, and maybe soccer mom van. Yeah. <laughs> so you like why why did you go because you had, kind of fell because you went out east? Yeah, I mean I, I won't discount those guys. We will. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> I didn't realize what I was getting into, and I think that's where a lot of guys fall on their ass when it comes to landscaping, hardscaping. And what's yeah. that? Yeah, I went in and started my company with the mentality: if I can't afford it, I'm not gonna. Get it, buy it. I always, I'm not a big risk taker, okay? Um, it was risky enough to get out and, and start. Do your own thing. And do my own thing. I wasn't going to go bankrupt doing it. Because how long did it take you guys to get a, a solid client base? I'm still working I'm still on working it. on it. Yeah. It's over 30 years. It, exactly. Now, when you start up your own company, you got to know what to charge. I mean, all you're doing is hearing shit from... But that's changing all the time. There's and no you don't, set you cost don't know how truthful that people are actually talking about their numbers or their bullshit, right? They could be mm-hmm. lying. They could be inflating. They could be... Yeah, you, you, you don't know. Some you, people you, don't you even know in. their numbers. So I, I had a guy, a friend, ran a landscape company, and, and I started my pricing and everything sort of based on, you know, through his guidance. Eventually, I figured it out. I was uh, a couple years in... And this just isn't making any sense, right? I'm not making any money, okay? Now, side table that for a second and get into the equipment. I didn't buy a piece of equipment until, minus trucks and trailers, I was four or five years in. Wow. wow. So you're doing everything by hand. No, no. We you, would rent. Oh, we rent. rent. Okay. Now, if once my rentals started to exceed what a purchase price on a piece of equipment would this be. Is brilliant. Right. Then you, you, you then made you the call. Then you go and you get that. Only after it starts to exceed it for a year. Like next year, I'm planning on purchasing another piece of equipment. I had a track loader for the year. Uh, you know what? This, I rented the damn thing for a year. I know damn well now I can carry it going forward. So a lot of my stuff, like the trucks and trailers and everything I have right now, they're all like paid off, whatever. So... But as soon as I'm able to, so I'll pay those off, keep up with the maintenance, save for the next. It's all about budgeting, guys. I mean, to be completely honest, knowing your numbers and knowing that the client will pay for your services instead of just walking around going, well, 12 bucks. And then they, you know, raise their eyebrow at you, oh, fuck, 10 bucks. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah you can't do that. Yeah, you, you got to go in confident, know your prices, set up a budget. And that's how, that's how a lot of guys do. But the guys that don't have a budget, don't have anything set up, you know, don't think about it. 
you know, the, the risk take, the ones that just, you know, the cowboys that just fucking run out there and, and give her, they don't last too long. No. A lot of, a lot of show. I so think. what, what do you do? Like summer's only so long. So you only have yeah. so many months to do landscaping and well, then there's winter. How do you carry that? Well, you guys were making me wait outside there. We apologize for that. We thought that was a worker. <laughs> <laughs> Well, the studio's getting a little bit busy. That's why. Sorry about that. And, it, and, and the snow, right? It, as light as it is, is, is hitting me on my forehead. And, and I'm trying not to get the box of cookies I brought you guys wet. <laughs> and oh, there, there it is. <laughs> Thank you. Thank you. And I'm thinking we got to start another job next week. I mean, our season runs pretty tight. We're out there if we can in March and we're headed always, uh, first full week of December. Guaranteed. That far. Yeah. Guaranteed. Really? Okay. Yeah. We usually have carryover. Like, I mean, my half my next year is booked and all that stuff. Right. So if someone's but, trying to get a hold of you, they should do it six months to a year prior. So usually I get some, an email come in like right now I'm taking appointments for January. Uh, to come out to a measure as small as it is design does design don't That's you like big one right don't you like the clients who were contacting you last month to kind of sneak one in before the end of the year <laughs> oh i i <laughs> <laughs> went on monday man oh really <laughs> i was i was being facetious there but no, okay yeah no I, they're there I went on monday you want to hear that one <laughs> for sure i want to hear that one <laughs> so so she calls and it's gonna take me Three weeks to get there, right? So I, I said, look, I, I can't get there till till a certain date. You're closing um, up the season, right? Yeah. You know, we're we're just busy. We want to get shit done. Of course, no. And, and I got, again, people still call. They want these drawings. You got to pump out the quotes. You got to finally get out there. It's in Toronto, a bit north of here. We go through the whole rigmarole, you know, walk around. What do you need? What are you looking for? And, I mean, this is a sizable job. I'll just tell you, she has a pool, concrete all around the pool, and doesn't want a fucking pool anymore. <laughs> Nobody does. Honestly, how many people I've been talking to want to get rid of their pool? Wait a minute. This is, this is Monday this week? or Monday? Monday. No, Monday this week. Monday this week. Two she's got a pool, ago. and she don't want a pool anymore. She wants she it filled. Want anymore. She wants it filled in. She, she wants, you know, whatever, right? <laughs> and I mean, her misconceptions about what it takes to fill in a pool... I mean, whatever. Okay. <laughs> She's been watching TikTok too long. <laughs> Whole other, uh, <laughs> yeah. She said, well, when, when can you start? I said, well, you haven't even given me a budget. And I haven't even given you what I think is a, a good estimated budget for this. Right. I said, a conservative budget, you know, 50 to $70,000. Right. Period. I said, think about it. She said, well, you know, looks at me like I have 10 heads. Well, it's not going to be 70. I said, well, I guarantee you right now. You're going to have between filling in the pool and getting rid of all this shit. You know, I mean, that's a fifteen dollars to $20,000 job there. She had a deck in there, all the fencing. It's a big backyard. And then she said, well, okay, okay. And I could tell the type of person she was now. So she would push and see how far she could push. All right. She said, okay, okay. Well, let's just say those prices are okay. The challenge is on. Sorry, right. <laughs> right, no problem. I said, we would start next year. She said, well, what do you mean? Well, what do you mean next year? can't this be done this year? I said, yeah, fucking right. It can be done this year. I said, if you can find a company to come in and start filling that bastard in, I said, you go right ahead. And I said, I will continue on my end to do your 
drawing and and get some plans together and whatever else. Get your when permits. Are, so when are those going to be done? You can give me like next week. <laughs> I said, you know, I said no, and she gave me this angry look. And I said, well, what do you want from me? I said, we're closing up our season. I said, I'm not going to touch this for another few. Weeks. Like I'm not going to pick it up. And I said, I'm going to do you a proper set of plans. And I said, from those plans, I can start putting numbers down. I said, I already gave you a rough estimate of what it's going to cost. I said, I guarantee you. It could be higher. It could be lower. It wasn't going to be lower. I said, it can be higher if you want, depending on how far we go. Because I, I said, I know we're going to get moving on this design. And then all of a sudden. Changes. Changes. Right. Oh my God. Is, Every single is, trade. I don't know. No, I mean, da she's... David Bowie should have been a freaking contractor. Um, <laughs> is she related to you or did she save your life? Who, this lady? Yeah. No. So then why does she think you're going to fucking drop everything and get it done for her right away? That's how she operates. That's how a lot of clients operate. Yeah. But I mean, you can't be pushed around. You have no. to go in. You had to set your expectations. This is how I work. This is why you called me. This is what I'm going to do, and I will deliver every fucking time. And you're being honest. Yeah. And you're, if there's something I can't do, I'm not going to tell you that I haven't had issues on job sites or had to go back and I've had to go back and do repairs, right? I'll go back after, even after the warranty. It's mother nature. You don't know what's going to happen, where the water is going to take things well, out don't. and in, in, washouts. And in my industry or what we do, it's all about preventative measures. Mm -hmm. There is no perfect. It's preventative measures. However many preventative measures you can put in there, the better off you we are. We control the give, right? Well, I called you about a month and a half ago, and I said, hey, can a you... A month and a half ago? A month and a half ago. Say that again. Your language, I'm starting. <laughs> yeah. Uh, about a month and a half ago, and I said to the customer, I said, you're not going to see him until next year. And that was the one first thing I said to him. I said, can you take a look at it this year and then you know, book it for next year? I don't think people realize that how much work there is. Call before you dig. You can't just dig a hole. There could be gas lines. There could be electrical down there. Such a long process, like weeks of waiting for the city to show up and inspectors. Well, you're you're March to December. You're so you're the beginning of March if weather's pretty good to the beginning of December. Yeah, and that's the window of opportunity. So I I, I get it. Clients are basically at home. That they start hearing the birds chirp, and they you know what? We need a landscaper out here. Yeah. But you've already spent the previous summer and fall and winter booking this entire season. They yes. just have to understand that. Yes. And it's hard for me to see certain projects fall through your fingers because of timing. But it is just the way it is. Right. And I have to accept that. And they have to accept that. A lot more clients are becoming aware that they need to call earlier. And what, how, where are they getting that awareness? From guys like you showing up on the job site. Absolutely. You know, you, you know, they've called the, the year before, right? Or, and we've told them, no, you know, we just, it's impossible timing for us. Eventually they figure out that the only guys that they're going to get are startups. And I tell people, look, everybody had to start somewhere. I did. Someone took a chance on me. Thank God. Right? Yeah. But I've seen a lot of chances. I've seen people hire people that wow. were beginners in say interlocking and in two years, you've got little pockets, uh, well, you separation. Need the, you need to have the experience to back it up. What I'll normally do for a client is I'll show, I'll say, look, let me, let me quote it. 
if you're serious, I'll throw out some numbers. They say, okay, I can live with those numbers, depending on what you show me, obviously. I'll take that and I'll say, okay, look, here's, here's my quote and my drive. Here's what we're going to do in your, your home. Look at what I've given you as far as a, a quote. Like it's a detailed breakdown of absolutely trees, everything. You be just like trees, plants, yeah, not even just unit pricing, but I mean the, the amount of gravel I'm gonna put in there, you know, depth. Well, oh, you're of breaking down per yards and everything? Yeah. Yeah. Well, that way I can say, look, and I have my labor separated. And I say, look, here's what forget the labor. Piss on the labor. Okay? Throw that away. Look at all the materials that are going into this. Take that price. Now compare just that price to this other guy's quote. Now I even say, if you want to take my labor tools, equipment, whatever it is, if you think I'm inflating costs, because again, to get back to your point, I got to pay for this shit for the entire year. You know, like even if you took it half, it's like, well, that doesn't make sense. The other guy's price doesn't make sense. So who's lying? Are you lying or is he lying? Yeah. That's I'll, I'll, I'll let them make that decision. Yeah, of course. And I said, look, and that's it. I mean, I got a client base. I got jobs you can go see. And, you know, I don't need to make excuses for my work. It just kind of is what it is. It's the the only thing that I will. Uh, but you'll defend it. Absolutely. Um, how long does I, it I, take? Hang on a second. Before you even ask that question, is I, I, what's the name of your company? Uh, McLennan Landscape and Design. Got it. How long does it take for design? Depends a week, on scope two, of the project. depending on how, like you're, yeah. you're on the tools. If I, if, if I, yeah. So if I sit down and I start putting together a drawing, it, you know, if we're doing front and back, it, it'll get done in about a week, right? If I could sit down solid and, and iron it out uh, about a week to get done. Now, when I come out and see you, whether I can start that drawing right away or not is another question. And then I only have a couple hours each evening to maybe, so I'll, so I'll go, I'll take the site measurements. I'll put the house model and everything together, get all the property measurements out. And then I'll sort of set it aside. That way all the stuff that I needed fresh in my head is done and then I can come back to it. It's a grind, man. Yeah, it is. Cause you guys are doing 12 hour days, right? Well, this yeah. is, the, this is the thing. This is an easy job. You're, it's one of the hardest trades, man. Heavy machinery, heavy equipment, heavy material. Heavy material. How easy or how hard is it to find guys to work with you? How many guys you got working it, for you? It, it's the worst. So we got three. We used to be bigger once upon a time, but I found over the years, the more equipment you get, yeah. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I know where you're going. You know what I'm saying? Uh, no, I, well, that, that, that's not true. We, we do, we got three guys and we get a lot done with the equipment and what we have, but I've actually started sub crews. Well, I shouldn't say plural, there's sub crew, right? That I can take and I trust them and I can give them certain projects. Parts of the project. No, just certain projects. I'll still project manage, absolutely. But I will take my design and I'll bring them to the site. And I will say, look, you price this out. Okay? I've already priced it out. Whatever. So you price it out, whatever you're comfortable with. I don't want to have a guy under my thumb trying to get something done and squeeze his ass. Because then I'm just going to get some shit. Okay? And then the client's going to be mad and he's going to piss off somewhere. And I got to job sites open and that's just not what I want. So I let him price it, 
whatever he's comfortable. I know I got enough in there for, for whatever I need. And then if there's something he hasn't thought of and he needs a little extra, chances are I've thought about it and I have that extra for him anyway. What are you looking for in guys? And what has been your failure with guys in landscaping? Drugs. No. <laughs> yeah, no. Seriously? It, it, honestly, yeah. Yeah, some, some Specifically guys. talking weed? No, no. I had uh, one year we had three guys taken down by... Uh, by opiates and shit. One that you died last year. Is it because Holy shit, is really? it because of the yeah, pain of the pro, of the job, like oh, back know, pains, knee pains? No, I think it's just whatever the hell they got going on in their These lives. Are, yeah, it's their own personal demons, right? Young guys, yeah. old guys, or what? Young guys, usually young guys. Twenties, old guys. Yeah, yeah. The old guys are pretty good. I had some guy. You remember Chad? Yeah, I love Chad. Chad. Chad was awesome. Chad retired with me, man. He was with me for six years. Awesome, yeah, awesome was, guy. He, yeah, it was great. He was a shit. How old is Chad? Uh, well, right now, I guess he's, he's not that old. He was almost say he retired at 65, man. Wow, time flies, man. <laughs> you keep forgetting you're 48. Yeah, like honestly, like it was like yesterday. So, wow, so guys, so, so what, what is the bad stuff? So, I guess there's some, yeah, dependencies. So, you know, I mean, I know you guys heard it before. The guys want, you know, big wages for fuck all. The guys want to be able to leave the job site whenever they want. Really? I mean, they ask that? Oh, yeah. They'll ask you that. Yeah. I want to be able to leave the job site whenever I want. Yeah. Sir. Really? Yeah, wow. What the fuck? <laughs> <laughs> Not, would you ever do that? Never. No. And you wouldn't. I just out of respect yes. of, of another person or respect of a, a, a job that you have or you're wanting to get or anything else. They, they want to be able to just. That's the question. That's actually how it's formed. I yeah. want to be able to leave the job site whenever I fucking want. I need to go um, home every day for lunch or I need to do wow. this every, you know, Tuesday. And, I, and look, I'm flexible, man. Like I have guys, one guy different times a year, uh, he has to leave at uh, on Fridays, like three o'clock. Right. It, and it's legit. OK. And I said, look, yeah, that's fine. Right. And then the other guys, you know, standing around all. You know, Huffy. And it's like, well, if you guys had something legit that you had to get to. You would consider it. I, I would never turn it down. If somebody calls in sick, I will never question them. I wouldn't want to be questioned. I mean, I know the fucking difference. <laughs> okay. But I, I just, you, you can't. As an, what are you supposed to do as an employer? Well, the guy calls in sick. Well, you know, oh, fuck man. you. You're an asshole. <laughs> Honestly, I've been there so many times. <laughs> Back to landscaping. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it is a hard job, man. It is a hard trade. And you've been at it for 20 years now? Yeah, I've been at it for 20 years. So you've seen your share of shit, either from hiring, working, suppliers. Yeah. How hard are the suppliers? Are they good? Bad? Uh, suppliers are generally good. Yeah. There's respect there? There is. Yeah. No, suppliers are really good. Sometimes, depending, you know, you'll go in and, you know, your regular guy doesn't have something and... You know, everybody has the place they like to shop. And you go in somewhere like up the street and be like, oh, you know, yeah, I'm looking for a yard of this or, you know, you got a layer of this or I need whatever. And they're like, oh, you know, well, what brings you 
fucking down here today. We don't see you and everything else. I'm like, this is a fucking store, right, man? You want to sell your stuff, right? <laughs> like, who gives a fuck where I've been? You, you, you want to sell your wares, don't you? You know, if a client came up to me, I wouldn't be like, well, where have you been? You know? <laughs> I'd be like, yes, sir. You know, I will, I will gladly lay that patio for you. You know, so there, you do get some of that for the most part. They're, they're so very good. Is there a lot of turnover with the employees, the guys? I'm going to say yes and no. Okay. So in my, we'll call it 10 years. Okay. On your own. On my own. Right. Just as a round number. Uh, 12. 10 years on my own. I've had, I've always had a guy with me that has been a three to five year guy. Okay. That's a magic And what changes that? Sometimes career change. Maddie, you know, Maddie. Yeah. He went to the army. Exactly. He went to the army, right? He was with me for five years. Chad was with me for six years. He retired. It's just different, different times. You know, you get a, a, and, and a few other guys, the guys I have now are a seven, a four. And a and a, and a, and a, an oddball guy just this year, right? I'm picturing these jerseys and they're wearing these numbers. <laughs> <laughs> That's a good way to look at it. And they have a so like my you know my seven year guy will probably go. He's getting a little older, right? He's talked about not wanting to do this much anymore. But you always have guys underneath that want to step up. Yeah, take the reins. There's a lot of guys that that do want to learn. They have a respect for. The trade, they have pride in their work, you know, and that's the big thing. That's the guys you have. Yeah, they have pride in their work. They they come to you like your kid comes to you and is like, look at this shit. It's a good feeling. Yeah. It's a great feeling. Yeah. And when you have those guys, I mean, the the world's just a better place. It makes owning a business a lot easier, right? What's the uh, the biggest misconception? Of landscaping, hardscaping. Like, what did we... Well, I always assume that landscapers make tons of money. Yeah. Like, I always hear, oh, that Yeah, because we're vacationing in the winter. That guy's got all kinds of... Yeah, uh, wintered off. They've got so many... All the machinery's all brand new. Yeah. Yeah. It's got spinners and neon lights on it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. And and those are the guys that, you know, are going to be out of business in a couple of years. Um, or their father bought it for them. It's all about some people's shop image. But you figure it out pretty quick. You're right? a business to stay. Yeah. I mean, we've been around. Uh, it surprises me all the time. But, yeah, we just keep, I just, I just said it from the beginning, we're just going to keep putting it out, putting out quality. We're just going to try. We're honesty, just honesty all the way. You know, build it. Even if it costs me money, I'm just going to, uh, I don't want to say, the other thing, but, <laughs> you know, but we're going to, you know, we're going to make sure everything's a hundred percent for the client. But, but you asked me about, uh, misconceptions about landscaping. What yeah. Was yeah. What do people, we always assume landscapers are making tons of money. Yeah. And you know, they've got good tans, lots of money <laughs> and they're winter off. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So they think we're vacationing. There isn't a lot of money in landscape. There are guys that are doing it the right way. Okay. And what is the right way? Don't get me wrong. They, well, they're, they're industry giants, right? Even the industry giants though, are only running three, four construction crews. 
two and three man construction crews. But then there's a whole other like maintenance side that we're not even get into. I'm not into maintenance. I'm just into. But there's a lot of money in maintenance too, right? There's a shit ton. But I mean, it's a whole, a whole other world outside of what I do. I did that for a summer. Got a nice tan. Maintenance. Yeah, I can see you in your Daisy Dukes right no, now. No, 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 no. <laughs> Carlito has this tendency to fucking make up shit on the mic. <laughs> it's only about Manny, though. I think it's funny. <laughs> uh, yeah, no. We uh, people think that anybody can do our fucking job, right? Honestly, there's a thought process behind your job, man. Oh, so yeah. I could take a rock and just drop it exactly. in the mud, and it's good. Yeah. Yeah, well, what do you Not guys? a base. Yeah, what do you guys? You're just going to fucking fill in some gravel and whatever. You, you know, put this put a tree around down. it. Yeah, I mean, fucking how hard going to be. Yeah. Right? Well, let's get to that. It's fucking hard. Let, <laughs> let's let's not, talk about the hard. bad jobs and the good jobs. Yeah, all right. What, well, let, let's start with uh, interlock. What yeah. makes a, a good job and what makes a bad job interlock? Like, one of the things I've always kept in my mind is... A lot of people say, oh, I'll use limestone. I don't believe in limestone. Let's put it this way. There's some things we don't do anymore, right? With any industry, we just, it's the practices were just bad, okay? When we look at something as simple as a patio and somebody goes, well, fuck, man, like I don't need a big thing. I just need a 10 by 10 here for my umbrella and I want to drink my beer and that's it. I say, well, look, man, I got to look at your soil conditions, where we are, where am I going to send the, the water? If I yeah. build this 10 feet out from your house, well, that doesn't exactly match your grade. I got to put a retaining wall over here on this side, you know, and then you got to think about how you're going to build the damn thing. Well, and how, and how much the base is going to be, how much gravel. Yeah. Soil so, condition. so, I mean, you could have, um, I mean, if we're looking at a new build, you know, it's all that compacted junk that Clay, they have in crap, there. Shit, yeah. whatever. Right. And that's not, not getting wet. So you got to do some soil amendment maybe, or you have to run a, a filter cloth under it and then throw in your clear gravel. Does the filter sort of cloth thing. actually make a difference? Filter cloth makes a difference. Just for contamination and weeds or is there, is there more to it? Mostly, right? Mostly contaminated, nothing to do with weeds. I'm tired of hearing that. Weeds will grow on top of everything. That's how they, they, they marketed that fucking thing that way, right? They do, but it does the opposite. So you can put down, and I, and I don't care what anybody says. You I put like down this. weed, barrier, cloth, whatever the hell it is, and then put down some stone over it. And I'm talking like river rock, you know, or some mulch. When the, the weeds, whatever the heck it is, hits that fabric, how would you germinate a seed? Oh through fabric. my God. Okay. You're wet. Wet fabric. I never yeah. thought of it no, that No, I've seen it all the time like that done that way. And I'm like, that's why these landscape fabrics don't fucking work. What's the difference <laughs> no, between oh. that fabric and regular fabric that you would use to actually germinate a seed, man? Well, yeah, there is a place for it. Uh, French wells uh, behind armor stone. Yeah, with under the French wells. French Un drains? French drains. Oh, I was like, French wells? I call it a French well. But, but under <laughs> the ground. Yeah. They're under the ground. And they're, they're to keep from, uh, you know, the soil migrating into the stone or vice versa. Contamination. Right? Yeah. Sure. Yeah. That works. Exactly. Yeah. So if I'm going to do, you know, some guy wants river stone down the side of his house. And what I'm going to do is I'm going to take uh, a three-quarter crush stone. I'm going to compact that down the side. I don't need to lay fabric, and I could just put river stone on top of that. So for 
uh, interlocking stone, what is a typical depth for crush? Uh, like I hear people, guys, some guys say six inches, some guys say 10 inches. So six inches, basic rule of thumb. That's of minimum? Your, yeah, you want six inches of base aggregate. Now, I mean, there's a whole other, you can put like, if you're building on sand and you want to put fabric down and then put a drive grid in place and then only put like three inches of stone and there, you know, there are different ways to, to get to that end. But yeah, basic rule of thumb, put your fabric on the base of your excavation. Okay. Fill it up with your, we use clear stone. Okay. Not crush. We don't use crush. Right. Uh, we use clear stone. We still compact it. Is that the reason why you use clear over crush? Yeah. We found over time, you know, the crush, you get more, uh, it's a going back to these preventative measures. So when we're using crush, if the guy's compacting, you know, the guy's going with the vibrator here, there, up, down, crossing everywhere else. And he happens to miss a spot or only hit one spot once. And we brought it up in like three or four layers. Uh, well, you get a chance of failure in there somewhere. Wow. Okay. With the crush. But not I with just the screwed with up. The I, just 12, I just did 12 inches at my farm. But, but if you went with a clear stone, so, and, and it all depends. I mean, if you're going to like beat that shit up with a roller and get some proper compaction equipment in there, give her. I mean, Is it also I'm to wick the water away? Yeah. Keeping so, it clear? Yeah. So, it, I mean, it's, there's a whole, we can you do permeable paving and that works perfectly. Do you like permeable paving? I do. They look like shit though. Yeah. Unless there's a new one that I haven't <laughs> seen yet. There are some new ones that you haven't seen. And they're pretty good? And they are very nice. Really? So what yeah. is this? And they are expensive. I, I like the, nice. I, I like it a lot because of the whole process behind it, the reasoning behind it. Yeah. I, I agree with it. But when I first launched it, I was like, dude, man, I'm not a woman, but women love wearing heels. Yeah. And that's what I have a problem with permeable fucking papers, right? Women are going to fucking hate those because you can't walk on them. Well, uh, you can. The, the gaps are a little larger, but what they do is they use a, a quarter inch or one eighth chip stone now. To fill it in? To fill it in. So it's usually like a, a granite just a small granite uh, chip and, and you fill those in and it works really well actually. Do you like putting uh, pavers on concrete bases? I would love to put a paver on concrete every, every job. day, every job. I've seen you do it a few times. Yeah. So it's a better way to do it. It is the ultimate way. It's and concrete. What's, what's the cost? Like what are you doubling the base cost? Think about it this way. Okay. If you called, and there's, there's a bit more to it, but if you call the company to get some, an exposed aggregate driveway put in, okay, they use proper concrete, whatever, what would the cost difference be for True. them to pour that True. three inches point. lower? Yeah, very good point. It's the same price. It's, you know, minus they don't want to wash or whatever, but, but yeah, if you're getting a brush concrete and you just want your brush concrete pad three inches lower to put the interlock on top of it, I'm European, so I like cobblestone. I like stones on. I like little tiny stones on roadways. I like all that shit. I'm not, I, but Walkways. I'm also European, and I like concrete. But yeah. I, when I first saw a concrete base and then pavers on top of it, I'm like, that makes fucking a lot of okay, sense. Okay, but to me. even That's, though you're doing concrete, yeah. you still have to put sand on top, don't you? I stopped using sand as a, a fine grading base. Really? I did. It's what you want to use. Okay, like there's nothing wrong with it. It doesn't corrode the stone. It doesn't corrode your, if you're using a concrete base, it doesn't. But if you're using it in a patio 
application and you're not like sealing up those edges, like let's say you're putting pavers on a porch, okay? And you're not doing, so you do your flagstone surround and get your coping pieces there. Well, that's all nicely sealed. You do a nice sand bed, put the interlock in. Sand's not gonna go anywhere. But if you start getting moisture in there, that sand's gonna run. Becomes like a river. Wow, I never knew that. It does, yeah. Yeah, so we started using the high performance bedding. And what is that? So that's almost like a quarter inch chip. It's like a screenings, but it doesn't have like all the fines and it's not. So it's not limestone. It's no, we use a, it's like a, a granite chip. Like it's a dark gray, whatever. Right. But it, it doesn't have the fines and it doesn't have, it's not going to break down on you and you can use it under interlock because a lot of interlock now, say if you use limestone screenings, that avoids warranty because it does start to corrode. Really? Because the limestone screenings wow. holds the moisture. Yeah, because I felt the like the waterbed feel in some Yeah, if parts. you ever lift a, a, a piece of interlock, it's wet. It's wet. It's, right? Period. But if you have a, a clear, breathable stone underneath it. Wow. I remember seeing, I was at a landscaping and, function or something like that, and Permacon was there, and um, they were doing that concrete base then they had this black material i can't remember the name of the black material and they were using that instead of gator base is, is that what it is yeah it's probably gator base or, yeah. no no it's 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 a it's a, a mixable pore material oh, okay and that's what basically gave it the cushion or actually strengthened the actual pavers and then also help with drying wet dry that thing yeah, so it's like a, it, it probably would have been like just a granite chip. But it was very, very expensive. That was a problem with it. But the, what they, what I was interested in is that it will last forever. It's not going to move. It's not going to shift. That It won't deteriorate. I was like, well, then it makes no fucking sense. Like, just use it then, right? Yeah. yeah. So what is the life expectancy of an interlock driveway or walkway? It should last you life. a lifetime. Okay, I've seen people's jobs go bad after two to five years like i'm talking yeah. about your car's parked somewhere it's indented you know why indented. right it's about the base base the base <laughs> the base, the base. <laughs> it, it, um, that is true so there's a couple of different ways you can look and see what's going on if you show up at a job site and you're looking at the and and everything has sunk all at the same rate chances are they just threw a bunch of shit in there no one compacted anything. It all sank at the same rate over time and whatever. If you start to get the big curls, okay, that means there's not enough base in there and what your subgrade is, wet. It rolls like mud, right? And that's where you get that look. It moves. Yeah, you get too much moisture in there and you gotta get in. Don't let anybody say that, you know, oh, we're just gonna like repave it and pack it again and whatever. You gotta dig that shit out. Yeah, you, you know, it's just like, that, it's you just, have to start again. You have a soft spot. And it's not going to go away. And the not even would, if you put lime on there and dry it up? Yeah, yeah, calcium. yeah. You can do some soil amendment and that, and that stuff, right? But, I mean, you still got to dig out the slop that's there, drop that in, you know, let that wick out, and then give it. And then you want to do some fabric. Then a driveway, you might want to do some drive grid. Drive grid, just a on quick the outside, explanation. On the outside edge? Yeah, you go right up. Right yeah. up. But, but, I mean, the drive grid is, it's almost like a netting, and... What happens is when you're driving on gravel, you know, it pushes and moves. That drive grid at the bottom locks in those clear pieces and keeps it from I spreading. think I've seen right. you use it in an armor stone on retaining walls. 
you rolled it back and then you built up on top of it. And yeah, so it's a, a geogrid. Okay, so uh, and it's almost like a, uh, I would describe it as a, you do tie backs with like a wooden retaining wall. And that's just to, to keep it locked in. You know, the, the weight of the materials in the back keeps the, the wall, whatever you're putting in from, from pressing forward. And we do a few other things as well, but that is that function. What are you seeing as failures in landscaping? Like, what is the typical thing that you see? It's that wave, that paving wave, the base. No, but it could be out of armor stone or planting trees. What are the, when you so, show there's, up at 10 jobs, out of those 10 jobs, what is? There's a, a misconception that every job is the same, that you can compact with anything. If you, if you put a, a piece of armor stone in the middle of the yard and then you know you build a, a pit around and then you backfill that i mean there's a lot of engineering behind it behind retaining walls behind you know underneath the interlock you have tow loads you know for that are on, at the base of the wall and they'll kick out if you got a lot uh, of water flow or yeah i mean so it's just understanding tree weight whatever yeah understanding well, your earth. environment you have to understand the earth right the mother i mean yeah she pushes one way and it's going to affect another way. Why does it always have to be Mother Nature? <laughs> <laughs> it was never called Father Nature. Or Pretty soon Father it won't even Earth. have a name. It'll be it's going to be nature. Gender Earth and Gender Nature. <laughs> We're not going to go down that path. Uh, I wanted to ask you, John, how do you feel about all the fake grass and the turfs that yeah. people are asking for? I don't mind it. I actually like it. I don't like the price point, but I like it. Yeah, so it's the same price if you're going to put in an interlock pad. The application and pricing is the same. What's okay. the life expectancy? I don't know. I mean, well, life expectancy. I mean, of UV the product, damage. Like... It, dep it depends on the product, but I mean, you get you get a decade out of it for sure. I mean, there's different grades. Yeah. Right? You look at interlock. You could have interlock that looks like shit two years later after you put it in. It doesn't need to be sunken down or improperly done. It's just the brand and the quality it's of it. It's pitted or it's something. Well, yeah. what's, your, what's your favorite interlock? Company or product? Like Both. I'm a Unilock guy. They've always seemed to be cutting edge. Everything that's happening over in Europe and everything that was getting made over in Europe was getting pushed over here. Now they're starting to set up over here in North America and uh, pumping out the same stuff that they have over there. Wow. Unilock is a European company? Yeah. So it, they have a rich history. And, but the, the gentleman's from Canada, I believe, Bryant was his name, the, the owner, but he bought in over near, that was where he brought it over. Got you know, it. it was like when they started bringing it over, like, clay Croatians. and shit. Yeah, fucking <laughs> yeah, they dropped a soft bike in truckloads. <laughs> I was right. going to ask you, John, um, don't you love it when clients ask you to use a stone that is not friendly to Canada's weather? And what would that be? Uh, there's a blue stone from India. Is it a blue stone or what's it called? So this stone is from India. India. Okay. <laughs> okay. Put it in my backyard in Toronto. Well, they build, they're building... You uh, did. They're building temples out of it, no, soapstone. Well, blue stone, I don't know. I don't know the name of it. I just know okay. that... Yeah, there's so a, yes, there, there, are, there is a lot of stone coming over from India. Okay. And they're, uh, again, just different manufacturers. They're different qualities. There's a lot of, there's something you don't realize or maybe you don't know. A lot of the Canadian 
made stone, right? Not made, but like the stuff coming out of the quarries here, like the wire tins and all that. Aramosa? Okay. Well, the Aramosa is a finish. Okay. Right? Aramosa is a wire tin stone uh, that has been cut on six sides. You know, they they may blast them, they may not, right? For that finished bush hammer, whatever. So, and that's fine. The jury's still kind of out on that because with the Aramosa stones, you'll get that flaking. Yeah. Okay. That's a Canadian stone. You've taken it out of the earth and like these old ass porches you see with, you know, the stones popping and you get a big piece of flagstone that's flaked off here and flaked off there and it's letting moisture get into the joints and then that gets under the pad and it rusts the pad and bursts everything apart. And then the (laughs) client comes to you and says, can you just repoint a few of these? And you're like, come on, man, you know, no, we got to rip the whole damn thing out because the stone is a piece of crap. The India stone, I haven't had an issue with. It's a sandstone, so it doesn't get that same flake, right? So it's not like that other sedimentary stone where it just compacts in layers and all of a sudden you get some moisture in there and it starts to pop. It's just, it's just completely different. Hmm. That's the right? thing. It's the winters, right? It's the water. It's Mother Nature again. So yes. are you saying uh, Mother Nature stone versus man-made? Man-made is better? I mean, depends on... On a, the brand and the manufacturer yeah. and the product, right? But the stuff coming over from India, depending on what it is, the color will stay. So think about it. Well, if they you, got the best coloring, right? Well, if you have a sandstone and you start to rub it and chip away at it, rub it, it's still going to be the same color, right? The fading's not a factor there. Okay. Unless you get into some of the, uh, and they have some granite finishes, but then they also have some flat finishes, just like the Aramosa I'll call it Wireson just as a general. You leave that stuff out for half a year, it's gone down two shades. Yeah, it'll fade. Like yeah. it's gone through the laundry, yeah. right? So are you saying we should stay away from Canadian stone? Well, one, it's fucking expensive. But I mean, but yeah, it's 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 gonna unless you, you you're paying for that patina. Look. Yeah. Hey, why is Canadian stone expensive? It's here. It is here, but I mean it's all it's all labor, right? To you get know, it out. Labor, trucking. Yeah, all to get it out. I mean, the stuff coming over from India, it's their their labor is nothing. I think it's like one dollar a month. Whatever. I don't know what Not the hell it is. Not even making any jokes. Well, you know those new crazy. metal dimple uh, inserts that they're putting on all the sidewalks now? Yeah. They're either made in India or France. Look at it. It actually says made in India or made in France right wow. on it. Because I guess it would be more expensive to make it here. We have plenty of steel, don't we? We do. That's a different story. Yeah. But I can I can totally agree with you on that. That yeah, it's more expensive here because the labor is here more expensive to get it out yeah. of here and get it to market, right? Do you like pools? I love pools. <laughs> I love landscaping pools. Do a lot I, of clients ask for black line pools because that's my favorite. Uh, what is that, Manny? They don't it's black. Instead of a blue liner, it's black. Doesn't that attract more heat? Uh, and that's a bad thing for a pool? <laughs> well, I mean, in the summer, so you, you waste less cool. energy to heal, uh, to heat, to heal, <laughs> Sorry, to, to heat. You guys got a spa going on. <laughs> I just like the look of a black line pool. That's all. Yes, um, they do like the darker liners, right? And I, I get a lot of the darker exposed aggregate look requests. We don't install pools. That's a whole other game. Yeah, as far as I'm concerned, but. What it does is it brings another element to your landscape, like putting in a fire pit, putting in vertical, right. just all these different elements. When I mean, you walk into a backyard and... Ambiance. Yeah, well, let's say the entire backyard is just one big flat patio, 
I was like, all right, cool. I don't want to cut the grass, but it's kind of boring, whatever. Once you take the furniture and shit out of it. But you put in a pool or maybe a, a recessed hot tub. You put in a fire pit. You put in some lighting. You put in some tall greenery. You could do that for 20 grand? No. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> can you start next well, week? Well, trees are expensive. Like, let's get into trees. Like, I, I, I've looked at I've looked friend. at prices for fruit trees and just normal trees. Yeah. And at six feet, you're spending a thousand dollars for a tree. Uh, yeah. I mean, depends on the tree. But I mean, think about how long they that tree has been. How many times that tree has been wrapped? The larger ones, mind you. How many times did they have to you know plant it, reburlap it? Right. It's gotten a little bigger. You know, they still, they have to trim it, everything else. So every year. They're doing that? So they're always taking oh, yeah. it? So there are always different grades of trees. That's why it's, it's harder to find the, the more mature, you know, taller trees, right? And why they're just ridiculously expensive. Same reason why the. Same with the shrubbery, the bushes and everything? Yeah. Boxwoods. So, yeah. So the, the boxwoods is the same. They trim them every year. You know, but I always, if, if the I ones that don't that get the sold, was... they get repotted. So they go to a bigger pot, whatever. Like all that is, you know, the, the nurseries had to pay for that. It's not just one and done. They don't just set, blow their load and that's it. They had to come in. What they don't sell, they need to replant. Why are Japanese maples so friggin' stupid expensive? <laughs> that's a good question. And why do they take forever to grow? You answer your own question. I know. It takes a bit of time. And they need to look after them, and they need to trim them, and whatever else. And they're popular. They're beautiful in the fall. Absolutely. Yeah, but you are right. They're tiny. What are? Um, I mean, I got I got horn beams uh, that I, I put love. In. Horn beams, man. Beautiful. The red ones, the darker ones. Just beautiful. Yeah. Well, you can get uh, if I'm going red, I'm gonna go for like a like a beach or um, I don't. Know, I mean, there's there's a few, right? What's your least favorite tree? I've got a love-hate with some burst fucking locusts, man. Because they look, they grow quick. Yeah. The canopy's nice. It's filtered. But in the fall, you get all those little stupid fucking leaves, man, everywhere. Yeah. Everywhere. I hate crabapple trees. Oh, yeah. yeah. That's another one. All yeah. right. I mean, let's Your just, favorite? Let's just be honest. Uh, birch. I'm a cypress. Birch yeah. next. White. White paper birch. Yeah, birch. Uh, they don't last long, though. Black spruce. Well, they get diseases a lot, right? Yes, yeah. So, and there's nothing you can do about it because of our, you know, Canadian laws and whatever else. But, uh, but black spruce. Like, that's, I mean, that's a Newfoundland tree, so it's just a little closer to my heart. But yeah, the birch is uh, beautiful as far as I'm concerned. Yeah, I love white birch. What are the trends? What are you seeing? What's what's going on in the last few five, like five years or something that people are asking for? In landscaping modern very modern eh? they're doing a lot of contemporary stuff a lot of clean lines armor uh, stone big lighting's really coming in you yeah. know armor stone we have it, it depends but we've been doing a lot of clean guillotine armor stone work and that's again that's where that's going right um, if you do have armor stone, it's, it's just nice, clean applications. There's, you guys are chopping it or you guys get order? No, order it that way. Really? I've never seen that. I want to see that. Yeah. I don't even give the client the option anymore. It's really? the most expensive. You can get it clean, skidded, ready to go. And I mean, you can lay wow. stuff like brick, but wow. I just, you just say, look, here's the cost and that's it. Well, you guys were talking about fake grass. Is that becoming popular because people don't want to do the maintenance or is it that no one can maintain their grass? No one wants to pay for it right now. And people are afraid they're that one guy 
that in the fall, he's going to have this like jam in front lawn and they're going to think, well, am I just going to look weird with this like brand new lawn while everybody else is, is it's it, a stigma right now. It, exa- exactly. Exactly. But I mean, and, and to get back to a little more, go with a lower grade. You don't go with the best grades because our, the heat in our summers, what it does is it makes it very pliable. So the lower grade stuff that may feel a little tough to the touch now and like, you know, in here, say, if we had a sample, put it outside in the summertime, beautiful. Feels just like grass. I didn't know that. Wow. That makes sense. But the eh? higher end stuff, the stuff that's really soft in here to the touch, once you get outside, I mean, like 30, 40 degrees. And it's plastic, essentially. Sweet quicksand. It's a different feeling. <laughs> nice altogether. to lay down on. <laughs> I don't know. It still feels weird. I've seen it and I've actually, I mean, it makes a lot of sense. You don't water it. You don't cut it. If the dogs poo on it, you can still clean it and wash yeah. it out. It always looks green, but you're right. Then your house, your one house looks like a freaking postcard, right? Because everybody else's grass looks like yeah. shit. Yeah. So people are, they want it, but they're like, yeah. Maybe in the backyard. Know. Put it in the backyard. Exactly. How about yeah. uh, radiant heat driveways and walkways? You see that coming out now? I'm, I've been noticing a lot of it. You know what? I, I haven't. I haven't. I mean, it's it's always been a thing, but it's not something that my clients have looked for. Really? Yeah. I, I like it, but I, I when I see it, I just think of it, it's incredibly wasteful. No, in it's not geothermal. No, you're still setting up to a boiler inside the house, man. Yeah. I don't, you're not going to set up a geothermal just for your driveway because you're going to do your driveway. You're pumping hot water outside into the minus degree weather. How more wasteful can you get? I get that. Okay, we don't have to put salt. We don't have to shovel. I get all that, but uh, that's that, well, that's a huge thing there too. There's no fuel. There's uh, less maintenance for yourself. I don't know if you have water, a boi- like you could. If you have a boiler, then you can run rads in your house. You could do. Yeah, if you already I mean, have a boiler set up, it makes sense. That, right? But if you're just doing it for the first time, then it's. A, I find it very expensive. But yeah. So why don't we tell everybody what you guys do in the winter months? Some guys take a laugh. I'm usually doing. I'll visit a couple of job sites a week. And go, like, take my site measurements, trudge around in the snow, come bring back a quote, whatever. No uh, plowing for you? I used to. I got out of it. The first year that I set up a budget that I didn't have to plow, it was amazing. Because what a awful bunch of work that is. It is. Like Landscape Ontario now is trying to start this movement against, not against, but uh, insurance for landscape companies that do snow removal is ludicrous. It is just robbery. Okay, nobody wants the liability because you have these people, these slip falls, whatever, right? Um, So it's getting harder and harder for companies to actually do snow removal. So pretty soon, no one's going to have anything plowed or shoveled. That's part of the problem. So they're trying to even get all the clientele on board to approach these insurance companies and say, look, your prices are going up because their prices are going up. You know, we need to take a stand somewhere because it's all wasteful. I talked to my insurance guy and, you know, there's, because say Muskoka is affecting everybody else's insurance prices this year. Like one fucking place who who affects across Ontario who started this uh landscape Ontario why the fuck would they start this about the insurance yeah 
Well, because the insurance rates are skyrocketing on, on landscapers that do maintenance, right? I mean, let's say the guy that plows this place, I guarantee you his minimum amount of insurance that he has to carry, it doesn't matter if he has one, two, three places, is... 12 mil? More? Well, n no, but I mean, there's, yeah, there's a certain number of like liability. Like we all carry like a 2 million liability, whatever. But what I'm saying is that costs him 6,000 plus a year. Jesus. On that's just that's just saying that you do snow. That's yeah. not the like for his trucks, for his business, for whatever else. Oh, you do snow? That's the premium just for snow? Yeah, and that's and that's conservative. If, wow. Well, I used to do high-rise window cleaning and I had to have $12 million coverage. It cost me $10,000 a year yeah. to clean windows on the side of a building. Yeah. No one ever got hurt. And the only person on that rope or that bolson chair was me. There is a bit more that can happen. But, I mean, you're not even looking at driver history or, or yeah. anything. Now, at yeah. that point, you're just saying, oh, you do snow? Well, anything can happen. So, here, have a stick. And you know where to put it. <laughs> right? I mean... So um, I, what yeah. is WSIB on landscaping? It's not bad. It, it varies for everyone. Mine went down this year quite a bit. It went down the last couple of years. What is you it never start had off? A you had never had a claim? I did. Oh, okay. Yeah, I encourage, like, guys, if somebody gets hurt... Somebody gets hurt. That's why and, it's there. Yeah. And what is a typical back pain? Back, or shoulder. Or tax pain. Pull it, pull it, <laughs> it's just pulling something, right? So it's usually we're lifting and, and something happens. Or, you know, you squish your finger or whatever. I say, look, there's sorry, man. I got to go... What the fuck are you saying sorry for? <laughs> right? I mean, you know, that so it doesn't affect me. You know, we fill out the sheet. So what doesn't is it? 9%? 13%? No, I think now it's like like 3 or 4%. Wow, that's, yeah. that's like an office worker. You know, you know what I yeah. heard is uh, there was a, a follower that's been listening to the podcast from Australia. And he DM'd me and he told me about their version of WSIB. Uh, when you retire you get a percentage of everything that you put in over wow, your years. Wow, that's brilliant. And I was like, isn't that motherfucking brilliant? Yeah, yeah. because uh, in basic construction for you and me, it Where's varies between 9 Where's and your, 13%. Exactly. So what is like, where, all that money's going in there, Yeah. and then you retire, and it just sits in there. That's not fair, especially if you don't have any claims, or even if you have minimum claims. It's true. That money should go back to the, the parties, the contractors, the trades that put it in there. That is a good point. And I mean... My and my experience has always been positive. That's his Alexa, wasn't it? <laughs> That's spooky. Uh, Google <laughs> or Google. Well, we just did a podcast. Yeah. Right? What the hell? <laughs> okay. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's interesting. So, um, what are you looking for? Are you looking for guys? And what's the attitude you're looking for if you are? Guy that wants to make a difference in the industry, a guy that wants to learn a guy honestly that eventually wants to have his own company you want to teach yeah i assume we all do but you know you you want to just give your information give it to the next guy again when i first started and we didn't get too far into it but these old cranky ass they don't want to give it up masons, man they man. don't want to give it up they but they took me to like this is good. You know, I got the, you know, you're a good boy, good boy, this, good boy, you know. <laughs> right? Okay. Wait a second. They weren't Portuguese, were they? No, no. <laughs> Italian. Oh, a man, yeah. you lose this time. <laughs> <laughs> and you learn, 
and they teach you and they're proud of you and they they teach you to have pride in what you're doing and to do it properly even if it takes a bit extra time and teach the next guy and you you earn your way to lay in some flagstone you know mixing the cleaning the whatever you know chipping all of a sudden you're laying and he can have some wine on his lunch break you know what i'm saying <laughs> i can't have no fucking wine but you can have his wine. Um, what do you what do you hate about the industry and what do you love about the industry whatever way you want to take it i love that the the industry is always changing for the better there's more education out there and you know what it's the the leaders the guys where we're getting the product from and everything they're really taking the reins and saying look we need to teach and and best practices and we want our products to last and, and everything else and you know but yeah just constantly changing whether it be like i said modern now is is the way we're going eventually it's going to flip over into something else you know, you're going to want more fire, more fire features is a big one. Well, what about grass lately? I've been seeing this like tall grass. Well, tall grass going to that whole, you know, monochromatic planting, that commercial planting look, right? That modern build where you can just, there's a little bit of texture in there. Right. And that's, and that's what makes it look so good. You know, you got Grass, grass, grass. It's got the plumes. It's everything. It's against this gray brick wall. It looks really nice. So what do you hate about the industry? I mean, same thing everybody hates about, uh, you know. Collecting? The industry they're in, right? <laughs> no, collecting's not bad. Yeah, I mean, it, it's 99.9% the people can't wait to, to give you the final check, shake your hand, and then they, they can give you that final thank you. That's what I, I find anyway. You always get the odd one, right? Uh, it takes a little longer. What I don't like about it, you know, is there are, is some stigma there. Uh, you know, people think you can do things for cheap, you know, uh, and to get back to uh, an earlier question about, you know, if someone shows up for a patio, well, if you were to show up and or somebody calls you and says, hey, I want some tile in my bathroom, and you show up to the guy's bathroom, and it's like, I don't know what the bathroom looks like in here, but it's like a bathroom having an old building, like, man, we got to do some stuff before we do your tiles. The guy's like, oh, you know, whatever. You're just trying to soak me and get the hell out of here. I'll find a guy to do it, right? And, and like, he will. And he will. You are 100% right. He will. But he'll call you back eventually. Uh, maybe. No. <laughs> Not no. that guy. He'll call another guy. But yeah, so you want to educate client mostly and then let them make the best decision that they can, right? And that's how I, I approach it. So if someone's uh, looking to have a project done they need to be six months to a year ahead. Yes. Shouldn't rush the project. Never. Unless they're going to go out with a, a new, fresh, upcomer or someone new in the industry. New guy. New guy. That There's doesn't mean that you're going to get quality work or something that's going to last for a lifetime. Where do you see it going right now? Bigger every day. I think there's going to be, there are more pool companies that have landscape division. There, I think the, you're going to see more industry, okay, that we deal with. So, I mean, look at, it's all the crossover, right? So right now, the biggest guys in the industry do everything. They do the lighting, they do the irrigation. They haven't gotten into asphalt mostly yet. Asphalt has been that one. It's just, <laughs> <laughs> it's the black sheep, <laughs> redheaded well, stepchild. Is stand that alone, really? man. Really? Um, but they got, you know, you got concrete guys that get into softscaping, 
right? Some are the biggest and best out there. They get in the softscaping, design, interlock. Some driveway companies are, you know, some get in the interlock, that sort of what thing. What about jewel stone? Jewel stone. Do you, do you like the stamped concrete? I, I'm not a... I fucking hate it. I'm, I'm sorry. A, yeah, I'm not a concrete guy. But the, the, the stamped concrete, I hate. I enjoy the straight wash concrete, right? Nice, smooth look, modern. Peace uh, I Yeah, I enjoy the exposed aggregate in moderation, mind you. But I still think it has its place. Stamped, I, I just don't like it. Stamped um, concrete is the laminate of concrete. Wow, like well the, said. the really cheap laminate wow. of concrete. Yeah, but it, but it's expensive. It's expensive, yeah. but it looks like shit. And what drives me crazy—it's a band-aid for me. When when I see a new job done and it's stamped, and all of a sudden it sits there for a week or two with all the plastic on it, and they're just protecting it and whatever, and they just come back and saw cut it. Yeah, fucking. <laughs> they hate saw it. cut it, <laughs> and they find the one fucking stamp crack that, and they go off of that crack, and it's cut. It just. What the fuck? <laughs> it just makes yeah. no sense to me. But mind you, I've seen some really good stamped limestone concrete. But that's it makes sense because it's straight, so you can saw cut it and and it looks okay. That's right. I don't. Yeah, that's interesting. You don't get. Yeah, you want you a flagstone look? Do a motherfucking flagstone. You know, yeah. call me crazy. <laughs> hey, or they want to stamp like a coping and then you know back oh. that up with the exposed aggregate or something. Switch it up. That sure, that, but not the um, whole thing. Do you no. see yourself going to, like, I don't know where your business is growing. Do you see yourself doing rooftops? Like, you know, people are putting greenery on rooftops. They're putting grass. They're putting... They, they are. No, you, you make a good point. I got the last person that called me for a rooftop landscape in Toronto. Because I, I don't work in the in the city. It's it's too... We can't mobilize. No and, parking. They don't no make parking. the roads for trucks. The It's, it's the commute. We can deal with the parking and whatever else. The commute kills us. I mean, I pay my guys. They show up in the morning. I'm going to pay them to sit on their ass and ride in. I mean, yeah. it's, you can't not. I would want to. There's a bit of premium the farther we go. And I don't just add like 10%. I think, okay, well, this job's going to take us two weeks. And I got 13 hours of travel time in those two weeks. Well, I have to add that into the bill. To the yeah. labor. Of course you do. Yeah. It's only fair. Yeah, I mean, the, the, the customer has to pay for that. I can't pay for that. I, you know, I got to protect myself against something that, that's my fault, fucking up on the job, you know what I mean? But, but yeah, roo so rooftop, I don't get into. Uh, it's normally in Toronto, so I just don't come out. I'll recommend a couple of guys that I know do rooftop and that can handle the scope, right? That's the other thing. You hand, you, but I have more than you can choose sometimes, right? The size of these projects. I've turned down $5 million projects. Oh. I don't, I don't, I can't mobilize it. It's not. Well, it might cost you in being sued, right? Well, we're just not that company. Yeah. yeah. Alexa's joining us. <laughs> <laughs> Is she on the bill? I don't know. <laughs> yeah. So I'll, I'll recommend uh, a larger company somebody that can handle it and just say you know go for it are you guys generally all friends or is it like the roofing industry where they all hate each other and they just everyone's trying to do a better job than the other guy or there's the critics a, there's a camaraderie okay. coming back it was there was a camaraderie years ago when i first started and then in the industry as i started up my own company there was still kind of a everyone's giving each other the the stink guy right at tim hortons in the morning <laughs> um, but then 
Yeah, then it slowly changed. I mean, we all congratulate each other on, on Instagram. You guys talk about Instagram a few times on here, but, you know, we're all checking out each other's stuff. You know, what's the next guy doing? There's, you know, we're all giving each other pats on the back. That's great to hear. Yeah, no, there is uh, a, a great camaraderie amongst the trades, and it's it's nice it's nice to see. Amongst our trade, I don't know about you guys, but... Uh, no. Yeah, <laughs> you guys we're... still mean mugging at the stoplight? You know what? I, I just want to see some respect in the industry for each other. It's going to take a little bit of time, but I think it'll eventually yeah. come through. What do you want to be known for if someone's looking to do landscaping? Like, what is your go-to? What is the company that, like, what do you want? What does your company really want to do or do? Uh, <laughs> you finally got you, it out of there, huh? Now, yeah. what, now what you think. <laughs> I want to be, I want to be known for a company that's, has integrity and is honest and we'll get the job done no matter what you want. That's it. That's all I want the company to be known for. We'll design whatever you like. If the people don't have confidence in you, I mean, forget it. Right. You, you can't climb that hill. Yeah. It's uh, just, just maintaining yeah, the integrity of your build, following through. Even if you put your foot in your mouth. Oh, I said I was going to do that. All right. <laughs> yeah. It better be in the contract. Yeah. <laughs> well, that, that you know happens. what? I always go ahead with it, err on the side of caution for myself and just, you know what, I'll, I'll honor. If you say that, I'll, I'll honor that. Manny wants to know if a van is appropriate for landscaping. No, 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 no. Let me correct you. I did say when we were talking about that, that when it came to hardscaping or landscaping, a van is a useless vehicle. I said pickup trucks are the choice of vehicle for landscaping and hardscaping. I did say that. What's your opinion on that? Have you ever loaded, maybe you have, have you ever gone into the stone yard and said, <laughs> <laughs> Load my just, van. Just jimmy that, jimmy that hole, just get it in there. All so, right. I'll, I'll, so I'll just, I'll leave you with that, right? <laughs> it is the one Talk, trade John. that definitely needs pickup trucks, okay? Definitely need pickup trucks. On that note, John, so where can we find you? What's the website? Website is uh, mclennanslandscaping.ca. How do you spell that? M-C-L-E-N-N-O-N-S. Dot C-A. And uh, email? Email. Uh, you got john at mclennanslandscaping.ca. Info at mclennanslandscaping.ca. Perfect. And uh, you guys are on Instagram? We're on Instagram. Clennan Landscaping Design. We're on Facebook. We're on Twitter. You know, everywhere. Uh, we're everywhere. Um, like most people or trades my website's outdated so you want to find some recent stuff always check out the instagram and, and facebook ig and yeah it's, there uh, we go do you have any more questions carlito you always have two or three more questions towards the end there but we're coming up on 90 minutes that is the cue for <laughs> thank you very much john been great to meet you and, and listen to your take on the landscaping industry man good luck gentlemen actually a very positive one this time huh very positive. Beat her out. <laughs> Get us out of the TO. 416. Oh, TO, And baby. thank you, Mark, for letting us put the podcast up here. Skylux. Skylux. Roofing. Check them out. Hire them. <laughs> Yo, 416. Yeah. <laughs>